Why can't we live forever? Would you really want to? Can You Tell Me Why is a podcast series by the University of Wollongong that finds surprising answers to difficult questions. We tap into the bright minds of UOW experts and take a hard look at the big issues around drugs, crime, robots, immortality and much more. All eight episodes of Series 1 are available now. Can You Tell Me Why? A podcast by the University of Wollongong. Are listening to the Hello Sport podcast. Okay, we are back. Welcome to the Hello Sport podcast for another week. It's been a little while. Uh, we've been overseas, but we're back to do it all again. The Hello Sport podcast, obviously, for the punter and dribbler who's just joining, first time listener. This is the home of unqualified opinion and, and unwavering bias. Uh, we talk sport, obviously, a sports podcast, hence the title. And I'm joined here by my good friend Eddie Simpson. Eddie, how are you? Oh, Tom, it's a pleasure to be back. It's nice to see you In again. Hello Sport headquarters. Uh, a uh, little bit of R and R for you and I. Yes. Uh, when you when you show up week in week out. Well, you put in the hard yards for two, two odd years. Yards. For two odd years, I mean, I think that you you and I earn a break. Yeah. We earned some sun. Yeah. We got some sun. Some vitamin D. We got some R and R. Yep. Uh, and we've come back refreshed and revitalized to rock and roll. That's it. So, apology off the back to the punter that's been. Missing our, our voices. Well, absolutely, and also, but also, just want help, like needing someone to to help them make sense of what's yeah. going on in the world of sport. Because obviously, a shitload's happened since we've been gone. We released a Josh Reynolds podcast. That was the last one we did. Hope you all enjoyed it. Heard you all did. Heard you know glowing uh, feedback. Glowing feedback. Tom. Um, and then had a couple other ones we were going to drop, but obviously we're on holiday. Look, Wi Fi's not Wi Fi's not what it is over in Europe. It's look, just you think not. The internet is bad here. Go to the Greek island. Find it. Find Find, a sun, find an island in Greece, uh, you know, sun-kissed island in Greece with just crystal blue water and, you know, stray cats everywhere. And I'm just telling you, the Wi-Fi isn't what you'd think. It's it's a nightmare over there. Certainly not for uploads. No, exactly. The upload speed's poor. Poor. Uh, so, look, be that as it may. We just felt like it was best to just... Just fucking forget about the podcast. Forget about it. You know? For a couple of weeks. And, and so, this is... The rebirth. Yeah, this is us back. We're back. Um, a lot's happened, Eddie, and we're not going to talk about everything that's happened. Obviously, we missed the Origin final, Billy's bullshit man of the match. We missed the Soccer World Cup final, Croatia, going down to France, uh, and then a couple other little tidbits here and there. Yeah, but not here to talk about that. Not here to talk about that shit. We're here to talk current events. That's and it. And to make sense of, of the sporting world. So, as, best we, as best we can. So, look, uh, we're recording this on a Monday night, just breaking news thank god it's happened on a Monday night but Anthony Griffin sacked by the Panthers with four rounds to go uh We'll, we'll dive into that one because that, I mean, that's the second. Griffin was sacked from the Bronx as well, wasn't he? I don't know if it's his fault, but also the Panthers just fucking denied that for a long time. It seemed like that was a rumor that was going around. We'll get into that. Um... Dan Ricardo, friend of the show, very good friend of yours, Eddie. He's uh, he's bailed from Red Bull over to Renault. We'll give you your thoughts on that. Um, five new immortals. Five new immortals. We'll touch so, on that. We'll get into that. Um, I don't. Did we have anything else in there, Eddie? On your little on your little checklist of things that we uh, wanted to and get the to? The A League. The A League. They're listening. Listening to the show. They're listening to the, the show. foremost. Uh, you know, foremost pundits in the, in the nation. Oh, you're I, talking about. Talking about us. Hello, sport. Podcast princes. Uh, princes of the podcast space. Yeah. Uh, look, we'll dive into that as well. So a lot to get through, Tom. A lot to get through. Let's get into it right now. All right, well, this has just happened, Eddie. This is just broken. Anthony Griffin, hook 
as he is affectionately known by those at the clubs that he is no longer affectionately employed by. Um, Hooks. Hooks been hooked. Hooks so, off. Hooks, Hooks been sacked with four weeks to go in the regular season. Panthers, uh, could you get up just the ladder for me, Eddie, and let me know yeah, where they Tom, are? So, uh, I'm pretty sure they're in the top that, four. No, they're in the top four on points, but they're out of the top four on for and against, if that makes sense, to the punter and dribbler and yes. us. I hope it does. So, so they're fifth. Okay, it just seems like it seems like a weird stage to sack a coach. Mate, certainly. I mean, they've got the Titans next week. You can put that down as a W. Then they've got the Knights. Then they've got the Warriors. Then they've got Melbourne Storm. Like, so they've got three out of four winnable games. Absolutely. If they get ahead of steam going into September, I mean, who knows what could have happened. But now... But now... It's turmoil. It's turmoil. It's utter turmoil. I mean, how are you going to get a head, up a, st- a head of steam up, Tom? And when you've got you've got Cameron Seraldo, who's a former NRL player. Uh, I wouldn't say he was an out-and-out footballer already, but he was a former NRL uh, player. Seraldo's not an out-and-out footballer, Tom. <laughs> we'll coin him what he is, an ex-NRL player. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's I mean, it. I'll, I'll, get the, I'll get Seraldo's stats we'll get up. Sor- back, Eddie, we'll get you to get Seraldo's stats up. Now, what, what, what the thing that, about this Griffin thing, which is been spoken about literally since before the season. It was like, oh yeah, Griffin's on the nose at Penrith. Him and Phil Gould don't get on this, that and the other. Penrith's come out and had a pretty good go at the season. They're in the top four on points outside of it on four and against, as you just said, Eddie. Hasn't been that bad, but Phil Gould, uh, Brandy Alexander, all these people at Penrith, every time they're asked, they're going, mate, I'm not even dignifying that question with a response. Of course he's not getting sacked. He's safe. He's this. He's that. Now I get that I get there's like a certain level of like there's no point fanning flames if that shit is actually going on but as a Penrith fan I wonder whether you'd feel a little bit aggrieved that your your head of operations in in Phil Gus Gould and club legend New South Wales assistant coach Brandy Alexander are just completely uh, deceiving the public but what I don't understand is why why now? It, you, you would assume it would have to be player-led, wouldn't you, Honestly, if it's this immediate? Like, I mean, really, at this time of the season, Tom, September uh, is on the wings. You can smell it. Oh, you can absolutely smell September. You can smell September. You can see it on the horizon. Make no mistake, you can smell September football. Like a rising when... sun on the horizon. <laughs> September is on its way. And that's right, Tom, and that's where rings are won. That's where rings are won, punters, dribblers. And it just seems like an astonishing time to pull this. And I'm not buying that that it's just Phil Good and him clashing heads. He well, must have lost the dressing room. He must have, because you can't just fuck a coach off if it's the if, if Gus just doesn't like him. Because the players would be like, mate. And Gus is an operator. Oh, he's a mover and shaker. He's a mover and shaker. He's a big dick swinger. And no one's taken that away from, from Gus Gould. I just think that he'd be a bit bigger than than firing a coach at this time of season over a personal stoush. That's my feeling. Yes, that's how I. That's the, they're the vibes I'm picking up. So even if it were personal, maybe Hooks just really fucked off everyone at the club. I think Hooks fucked people off. Yeah, now, and Hooks and that, got form. Hook's got four. Hook fucked off a lot of people at the Broncos. Hook, hook known to fuck people off. Hook can fuck a man off. Yeah, a fucker off of people. Uh, yes, he's Hook. He uh, he's also. I mean, look. 
Don't know the bloke. Don't, don't want to talk about hook on too much of a personal level in terms of the bloke. So no, don't know him. No, I'm not saying you can't go down and, and have a couple of schooners with well, him. Well, see, I'd say him. that I'd prefer not to. He seems very dry. Never well, seen him have a laugh. Never seen him get animated. Sure. But I'm not, but I mean, I'm not getting into the, that personal aspect of it. All I'm saying is from what I've seen. He's prone to fuck people off. He's prone to fuck people off. And he's fucked off, he's fucked off people at, at the Broncos. Yes. There's the door. And he's fucked off people at Penrith when September's on the horizon. So there's the door. You must really have fucked someone off if they're firing you on the door of September. Oh, September's door? You don't see a lot of firings on September's door. Well, not, 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 when, you're, not when you're basically in the fourth. Not when you're essentially top four on points and not four and against. You yeah. don't you don't get you don't fuck off people like that. No, no, no. As far in in my understanding. Well, historically, Tom. Historically, you got to like shit in a hallway or do something pretty crook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to, yeah, you know, fuck one of the players' missos. Yeah, you know, really crook stuff. Really crook shit. Now, Hook doesn't strike me as that sort of a bloke. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Hook's. I don't think Hook's got the looks to fuck a player. No, misses. I don't think so. I don't think I don't, Hook certainly hasn't got the looks. No, oh, no. It doesn't strike me as an out and out alpha. No, it doesn't. Probably doesn't strike so me as a man that has part, the. Not going to impart his his, his alphaness on no. on the lady. Well, I don't think he's got the sexual veracity, if that's no. a word. Tenacity, veracity, velocity. So where are we getting with this punters? Where are we getting with this? You might think. <laughs> I think, I, think we, I think that's a fair question. It's a fucking fair question. All right, Eddie. So, Immortals, rugby league's top honour, highest honour, most revered position in the game. That's right. And they've dropped five on us. They've dropped five on us, Tom. I didn't see that coming, but I think it probably makes sense. No, look, I don't think anyone saw it coming. Does it make sense? Yes, it does. Now... For the punter and the dribbler who's been living under a rock... Metaphorical otherwise, I'll we must, so, we must stress that. The Immortals uh, concept was owned by the Rugby League Week. Now, Correct. Rugby League Week has shit the bed. That was a magazine. No longer a publication. No. Nah. It has been shown the door. Like most print media, it's dying quickly. Yeah. Or dead. That's right. We've replaced it. That's it. So they had a decision. Well, there was a... They bought it. The NRL basically no, bought no, it off. So, yeah, that's right. The NRL bought it off Rugby League Week. But Rugby League Week, when they invented the concept, said that they couldn't induct players they hadn't seen play. Yes. Which meant that any pre-war players were not up for, for the immortal selection. debate. They were, they were ineligible, basically. So what's happened was the NRL's bought it. Now it's up. Now they've decided that the pre-war players should be included because that makes complete sense. If you were talking about immortals... And you don't have Daly Messenger in there. you don't have Daly Messenger in there, then what the fuck are you doing? Because... He's named as, like, the fucking highest individual honour in the game. It's and every season. And, and basically, without him, there would be no rugby league as it stands. That's the sort of feeling. That's the, the revered status that's, that's bestowed on Daly. On Daly. Because he left rugby union... In the, in the peak of his powers, basically like picture, you know, Cameron Smith going to Rugby Union or... Yeah. Or, or Thurston going to Rugby Union. Or Stephen Larkham coming to Rugby League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even more pronounced, because back in the day, you only had a couple of superstars. Maybe yeah. maybe once, one a generation. Daly Messenger was that man. Yeah. He's fucked off to Rugby League, God's game, saw the light, mm. uh, calling the first disciple, if you will. Yes, I think that's fair. I think that's right. Yeah, absolutely. So Messenger's the forefather of the game. He's, he's got to be included. And then you think, oh, OK, well, if we're going to include some, then we maybe need to, to throw a couple of others in. Because the feeling was we're running out of time. If, they, if we don't throw in three 
at least three pre-war, pre-war. games, pre-war guys rather, they're not going to, they're never going to get in. No, never, because there's a rule now that if you come up for selection three times, you don't get in, you're out. See you later. Right. So, so the NRL's bought it. They've gone. Look, let's just let's just do this now. Let's bite the bullet and just put in five more. Let's rip off the bandaid. This should have been done. Yeah, and I get it. Makes yeah. complete sense. I'm happy with it. I'm fine no with dramas it. with that. Now you've got 81 to 2012. You've got eight blokes. Now, if you start bringing in two every four years, is it is it starting a little crowded? Yeah, you're diluting, you're diluting the talent pool. Could we not do two every ten? Something like that, Eddie. Yeah, now, look, think about it. If you were to think about generational players, players in the last twenty years that you'd have in there. Right? Yeah. You'd have you'd probably have Cameron Smith and Jonathan Thurston and you'd leave it at that. No, I'd have Lockyer. Would you? Lockyer's but a But if you only had two to pick. Lockie. Instead of well, I think Lockie's a Lockie is the you know same generation. I mean? Yeah, that's but, what we're saying, mate. But yeah, no, because look, I don't. I think if someone's if someone's good enough, then but what's fuck good it. enough, Lockie, mate? Fucking four premierships, represented Australia at half and fullback. He bloody captained the decade of dominance of Origin. Yeah. Big dick swinger, Eddie. Oh, he's a huge dick swinger, mate. I know that. I get it. Clutch player. Clutch player, but what I'm saying is, but then, the, but then it's are you getting in Lockyer because you have to, or like you see he it, commands that. I but think. it gets a bit, it gets a bit funky. It gets a bit funky with the with the selection parameters. You know what I mean? Well, like, sort I feel of. like I feel like it's going to get a bit muddied moving forward to a degree. The immortal status because it was so revered because there were so few people in it. Yes. Now it's almost like a sharpened Hall of Fame. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's not really an immortal. Like, the idea of an immortal is like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. it's only... It, almost gods, you yes. know what I mean? Well, immortals, so, mate. Because there's so few of them. Yes. And they're forever time. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's sort of like... You're in the Hall of Fame, but now there's a couple of people that are a little bit more special. So it's sort of one of those things where it would be fucking rude and abhorrent not to have Lockyer in there. But then... What's more important? What's more important? The concept of an immortal or... Lockie. Or Lockie. You know what I mean? Yeah, or Lockie's ego. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm dribbling. No, no, you're not. Yeah, because I get it. I get it. Tell you what... um, Presentation was a little random as well. I did watch it. Uh, I'll tell you what, Meninga didn't speak very well. Thought well, he spoke like shit. <laughs> no, I didn't mind him. Didn't like it. Well, I mean, Eddie, I wanted to see tears. Mate, Big Gordy, 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 Gordy. That was beautiful stuff. Yeah, Talking about his hero Wally Lewis crying just meant a lot to him. Yeah, that was a Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Big Wally looked like he. Yeah, and big mouth. No, look, big but also look. I mean, I don't think you necessarily flick on a rugby league event in the hopes that you're going to be blown away by the orators. I don't think any <laughs> yeah. of them are really, you know... Look, what, can I, can I ask? Can I ask for a bit of passion, Tom? No, look, I think he gave passion. <laughs> Illegal? No. <laughs> demand a bit of passion? Are you going to be immortalised? I, I basically, you, basically, you captured forever? I tell you what I liked, and I didn't like about it. I liked that they give him, like, a blazer, a la the major, the, the fucking Augusta Golf, whatever it is. Yeah, I like the blazer. I but liked, I, I didn't... they had, like, two I, buttons, don't I? I didn't like the patch on the blazer. The patch was very rugby league, and I feel like it was very, like... It wasn't some, like, classic sort of embroidered symbol. It was a very, like, iron-on fucking... Yeah, I get that. And they, t- they look too much like Australian... Um, 
Do you know what I mean? They were like they all, they look like Australian blazers. Well, no, I didn't even think that was it. They were grey. They weren't green. No, but they had yellow. They had gold. Look, I just think they could have done them better. Yeah, I just think I'd they go along with that. I just don't think you go to tramps for men and grab the first fucking rack of blazers that you, that I think, you can I think find. They, I think they're custom. Yeah, they're custom, and they should have looked thug as fuck. They should have looked badass. They should be head turners, Tom. And Mel's didn't even fit him. Do you not fucking work out? It should out? be measured. It should be <laughs> measured. It should be fucking measured. They should be. They should both. They should. They should be bespoke. <laughs> Don't you know the dimensions of your fucking candidates? They should be measured up in you. He had a speech ready in you. He should be fucking measured up. They should be bespoke. They should be head turners. They should walk into a room and everyone's fucking stops. People stop eating when you walk, walk into the room. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. They should. And they weren't. And they weren't. They were, they were uh, fucking. Disappointed. They were B League. They were, they were Bush footy blazers. They mate. were Bush. They were Bush mate, footy that's blazers. what you get for playing 50 games out at Warren. <laughs> Just shit. Yeah, work on that, NRL. We're fucking, we're pissed off. Yeah. Surely you can get a bloody, a nice tailor, like, on board as well as a sponsor. Give them some bloody, you know, give them I'm, a bit no, of... No, I'm picturing a, 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 a gorgeous little Italian man. He get a fly him over. Whole life. <laughs> he lives in South Sydney somewhere and he's been a tailor for 300 years. His family dating back, not him specifically, but his family. No, obviously. Family. He's <laughs> got 300 years of experience in his hands, that sort of thing. <laughs> Beautiful Italian fabrics or, or merino wools. I don't know. Merino wools. Probably. Maybe merino wools from Australian Australia Wools. But bespoke head turners. Edward, so you and I have... Um, <coughs> look, we don't necessarily get onto the topic of, uh, of A-League all that often. But when we do, it... We, we've got something to say, you know what I mean? When we talk about anything here, it's because there's it's because there's something to be said, something that we need to get across. And most recently, we'd spoken about the A-Leagues, the need for the A-League to start getting back into that marquee signing game because no one gives a shit at the moment. No one cares about your, your run-of-the-mill Australian A-League player that you've never heard of, never seen play an EPL game, never seen do anything of outlandish merit. Now, I'm not shitting on these Australian players. I'm just saying, if you want me up and about, I need to see Del Piero. I need to have played with some of, the, some of these cunts on FIFA. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing Tom. wrong with that. And we've, we've, we've trumpeted that for, for quite, for some, quite time. some time. Now, it would seem that they have been listening for a couple of reasons. Now, they've been listening, but I don't know whether they've got it completely. I don't know if they've heard the message completely. Now, while we were away... This news perplexed me greatly. Uh, they're looking at signing Usain Bolt <laughs> to the Hunter Mariners? <laughs> or whatever they're fucking called? What are they called? Central Coast, Coast Mariners? Mariners. Um, yeah. I'm just... Great, great initiative there. Marquis signing, well, yes. He puts bums on seats, Tom. Yeah, but he can't play soccer already. No. <laughs> That's um, the one, the one small caveat. Yeah. Doesn't play professional uh, soccer. Yeah, look, you're right. Look. Very quick. Puts bums on seats. Very quick. Can't, Can't play, play soccer. Shit. Okay, fuck. Uh, so is that a prerequisite for the A-League? Yeah. Well, I think it might be. Now, well, now would, you, would you get the queen down? 
Well, there we go. Who else have we got up there? Do we get, uh, uh, you know, a... Do you um, get Sachin Tendulkar? Sachin Tendulkar to come down, play a, bit of, play a bit of football. Who else is a world superstar Prince right Harry. now? Prince Harry. Prince Harry. There you go. Bumped. He'll put bums on seats. He'll put bums on seats. Robbie I mean, Williams. Robbie you know, let's Will- get a muse Yes. Now, it, I mean, like... Uh, I mean, is Bono around? Bono? Is Bono available? Because I think it's probably better to maybe go with that European flavour. Yes. Identify... With you know, you don't just get it like a random yank. But look, interesting. Now, some might say, "Well, he's really quick," and I'd say to that, "That's well, a good point." I'd say, "Look, it's a, that's a fantastic point. He's quick." There's also an offside rule, which which limits to a degree the ability, the speed, oh, his, just the space for which he's got. Yeah, and he also. Um, whilst a quick runner, yeah, which I mean helps defensively, sure, yeah. What's he like at full at full at full pace with a ball at his feet? Yeah, what's his control like, Eddie? Now I would harness a guest guess rather, if I had to, and I am. Yeah. Because I've been asked to. Well, absolutely you have. The, the people uh, want to hear what you're saying. He'd, he'd have shit feet. Well, I, I want Poor touch, Tom, yeah. I would have suggested. Yeah. Absolutely he would. Now if you can run at, at at those speeds, if you can get up and moving, like you saying, Ken, forty kilometers at an hour, or forty-four, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, the big fella can move and move well, Tom. Yeah. What's he going to be like with a ball at those feet? I mean, I just can't see it. And and now I can't see it. He has, he has done some sort of some training with some like Borussia Dortmund. I think. I think he maybe was kicking around at Man U for a little bit. All oh, was a bit of promo, dick swinging, photo opportunity, bit of fun, bit of a Yahoo, bit of a Yahoo, bit of a giggle, bit of a. Yahoo. Now, if I was also to. Hazard a guess, Eddie, which I'm about to, mm. because I've been asked. Sure. I would think that if Usain had demonstrated any ability with the ball uh, at the foot mm. over uh, at top speeds, sure. that maybe one of those clubs might have looked at keeping him around. Now, the fact that it's sort of dropped down from tier to tier to tier to tier to now... Now he's talking about going to the fucking uh, Central Coast. Like, that's where he might land. I just wonder whether it's because he can't play football. (laughs) But so you think that, you know, for someone that can't play football probably best to send him to the A-League. Where people can't play football. Where people can't play football. That's it. Your Manchester United, your Borussia Dortmunds, obviously... They're in competitions where everyone's playing football. Well, obviously, if if you're going to surround Usain with elite footballers, fully elite... Yes. Then he's going to get found out pretty quickly. He's never going to play a game. That's it. So his his commercial appeal deteriorates when he's not going to get on the field. Yes, you got to consider that as well. You got to find he a place. He actually needs to play some minutes. Punters do. Yeah, we need to see him in the flesh, going into tackles, <laughs> using his speed out and about. Now he's not going to be able to demonstrate any of that if he's sitting on the bench. Now I'm not saying he can't warm a bench. Oh, mate, he did not. He looked pretty fucking good at it. He looked and great I mean, on a bench. His warm up down the side of the field would look pretty good too. Pretty that's sharp. probably worth worth price of admission anyway. But I still think you need to see him play five ten. Yeah. Now, in all the leagues in the world, the A League it seems has come as the the most appropriate destination for a man with no talent. The, exactly right. <laughs> It's a perfect spot for a man with no footballing talent. That's right. It's a great place to come play football. Which league in the world can I go with no experience, no game time, and no fucking skills? But, 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 but I'm very fast. But I'm fast as fuck, and I've got huge commercial appeal. 
The Central Coast Mariners, Gosford. <laughs> there you go. Gosford. There you go. The Central Coast of New South Wales. That's the. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's, it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need. Uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month. And if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love ya. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe. Nay, the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler. And we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Destination, that's where I'm headed. And congratulations. It's a great signing if they if they do pull this one off. One of the great coups in world sport, Tom. Absolutely. This should be the biggest signing um, since we bought Del Piero back to... Listen, you know, what, you know what the real joke is, Eddie? You know what the real joke is? This would be the biggest signing in A-League history. <laughs> <laughs> Even bigger than Honda, the Japanese footballer who's been thrown two point nine million a season to come down to Melbourne. So that's 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 and that's a very Melbourne thing to do. It's like let's get a real footballer. You're like yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. off, that's Melbourne. That's how we do it on the Central Coast. What do you mean, mate? No, no one gives a shit about Honda. No one cares. You saying? 
That's a bum seat. That's a that's a it's getting bums through, I'll through I'll the give gates. You a tip. I'll give you a tip. That's 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 a full house. That's a full house. Game after game. And I'll tell you what, if the coach of the of the Central Coast has any fucking brains, he'll be elevating Usain to captain. He'll be taking free kicks. Absolutely, he'll be playing the full ninety times. Absolutely and maybe even give him a couple of games in goal. This fuck is huge. If you're paying him a shitload of coin, you want to get your bloody money's worth. That's it. I'd be paying him the full ninety. Absolutely. I'd be putting the C on his arm. Half time, he can do a sprint against the fastest and player I, in the and opposition. A, and and I'd, I'd, at the very least, I'd be giving him penalties. At the very least, he'd have to be taking penalties for mine. He'd have to be taking penalties for the for the the, the commercial value of a Usain Bolt signing to to bear any real fruit. Any numbers being thrown around? Tom? Uh, I would assume it'd have to be significant for Usain to to lace up a boot, despite the fact he can't play. Uh, I feel like he's still somehow in the driver's seat in from an A League perspective. He he kind of probably commands whatever he wants, probably writes his own checks. I also love the the uh, A League commentators that come out and back it. They're like, great idea, great signing, great thing for the game. You're like, all right. I mean, sure. Great. I don't know if it's great for the game. I would say it's certainly not it's, great for the game. Not, not for the game. Don't don't you dare say it's great for the game. No. Soccer. No. It's great for the Central Coast Mariners and Triple. Yeah, for sure. It's great for Jersey Sale. Oh yeah. It's great for the go- it's great for the bloody Blue Tongue Stadium. In other news, we're looking at lips. In other news, we've got Fabrice Lapierre fucking lining up at fullback for the West Tigers. Steve Hooker's coming out on the wing. Jumping Jai Tareem is padding up for the fucking Australian cricket team. Yeah, but... Uh, or the stars. All, all jumpers there, Tom. True. You've got all jumpers. Not sure why, but you have. Um, well, they're... they're also, when you also, think about Australian sports people, no, I naturally also, gravitate to the jumper. Fab- for Bree Slapiers and your Usain Bolts, I mean, not really in the same league, I don't know. What are you? What are you trying to say? Well, I'm just saying that Fabrice, although a national a national treasure, national icon, one of the great jumpers in the history of jumping. Yeah, I mean that's two hundred thousand years of Homo sapiens. He's got to be one of the great jumpers. Great jumpers in the history of Homo sapiens. I mean, he'd be top ten jumpers. Fucking oath, he would. In the history of Homo sapiens. Yes, certainly in the top three Australian jumpers all time. Yeah, I would have thought Australian Homo sapiens. So you don't have to sit here and grill me about his. No, I'm just trying to. I'm just saying. What do you mean about the, the man CV? I'm just saying from a... His jumping CV. Well, that's his jumping CV. But in terms of his global attraction, his global... Uh, <laughs> appeal. His appeal globally, thank you. It's not on Usain's level. No, of course not. And even... And that's despite his jumping CV. <laughs> Honda's got great deals across a great range all month long. In fact, they're so great that we can't tell you exactly what they are. So what's the deal? Come in to find out and let's help you into a Honda today. T's and C's apply. See honda.com.au for details. All right, Eddie. It's finally fucking happening. Kabib. Connor. Uh, October 6th, October 7th here in Australia, fighting for the lightweight title in the UFC. If you're not a fan of mixed martial arts, then fuck you. Um, but even if you're not a fan of mixed martial arts... You're surely a fan of Conor McGregor. McGregor. You have to be. He is a stud, ladies and gentlemen. He's a pop culture He's a pop culture icon these days. He's, 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 out, he's outgrown the UFC as a sport. He's out, you know, he's out fucking, I guess, grown it. Should I just say outgrown? It's well, not outgrown, though. He's just... He's bigger than the sport of mixed martial arts. Way bigger than the sport. And I mean, that's he's fighting, why... He's fighting Floyd Mayweather for 100 million. 
Blokes never had a professional boxing fight. Exactly. I so, mean, we've got into it before in this podcast. We don't have to get into it again. No. But the man's hot. He's hot as fuck. It's it's get it's on. But he's been out for twenty two months. Yeah. That's from the octagon. Yep. Uh, and I know you and I have been getting a little itchy. Well, uh, very itchy. Well, I think a lot of people are kind of getting sick very of Very impatient. Sick of his, but like sick of him being, like, but, I, I get but, it. You're but again. You win a shitload of money. You're out of the ring. Like you can't, you don't really give a fuck. Maybe the motivation isn't there because you're got some, because you got so much cash. The reason you were fighting is now not a reason yeah, anymore. Yeah, but he had to deal with all that court stuff. Yeah, well, he had to, mate, that wasn't that long. He only smashed the window a couple of but months But then you ago. look at it and you go, well, or has he just been orchestrating this? Well, you know maybe, I mean? maybe. I mean, the man knows how to orchestrate what he wants. And now... Not for 23 months he hasn't because the Tony no, then Ferguson then fucking Floyd, fight fell but through. But he fought Floyd. Yes. And I don't know, but maybe he was looking at the Tony Ferguson thing going, is there a heap of commercial appeal? Sort of. Yeah. But certainly not certainly not on the, the level of me versus Khabib after I threw a trolley through the window. Absolutely. So for the punter and dribbler who is the fringe MMA fan, UFC fan, knows Conor McGregor, doesn't know much else, give you a little bit of background on his opponent, Khabib Namagamadoff, who is a fucking badass. He's got the longest... Uh, undefeated streak in MMA history at 26 fights. He is a wrestler, grew up in Dagestan, which is like a place inside of Russia. There's videos of him on YouTube as like a six-year-old wrestling bears. Literally wrestling. Literally wrestling bears. Bear cubs, yes. Uh, And the bear seems awfully good at wrestling. I don't know if that's a training thing or just a natural, an innate ability to wrestle as a bear. I think that wrestler is naturally the bear. I think the bear is a natural wrestler. Mm. Um, He, yeah, as I said, 26-fight win streak. He's the first ever Russian Muslim UFC champion. This is of the lightweight division, 155 pounds. I don't know what that is in kilos. Probably around your 70 kilo mark, something like that. 70, Maybe even... if it's in the 60s, God, they're much smaller than I've ever thought. Um, now, Eddie, you and I don't ever claim to know. We know we're, 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 we're avid fans of mixed martial arts. Have we ever had professional fight? Absolutely not. 70 kilos flat. 70 kilos 70. flat. 70.307 there kilos. There you go. Still very small. Small. So small. you and I, we've never, had a, we've never had a professional fight. Never no. planned on it. Never no. rolled. Never no. kickboxed. No. Never, you know, never, not even real big weightlifters, you are right, no. despite our, despite our, you know, size and... Not big lifters of weight, Tom. No. No. Uh, but, that being said, we still have an opinion. Well, our opinion is more valid than... Than most. Than anyone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, look, I, everyone thinks, okay, Khabib, his specialty is wrestling, mm. and Connor's is throwing hands he's got the, the kiss of death basically from from what I've read and from what, from what I can tell if Connor can can get him as Khabib's trying to come in as in you know catch him when he's trying to come in hands of fury kiss of death yes then Khabib might be in trouble but if Khabib can get in and wrestle him to the ground then it's it's highly unlikely he gets the W. Yes. I, um, which makes it a very interesting little matchup. Little uh, matchup, indeed. So, a lot of people say, in terms of style wise, matchup wise, that Khabib's style is very, very bad for Connor. Because of the things you were just saying in terms of his wrestling, he's like he's essentially the best wrestler in the history of the UFC. He's fucking insane. Um, he's easily. Yeah. They say daylight second. Yeah. Absolute uh, out now. And then Connor has some of the quickest hands 
in the history of the UFC as well. Which apparently have only got better after he took six months off to fight Floyd Mayweather and only practice boxing. So all very fucking well and good, all very exciting. I heard Uriah Faber, who is a former UFC fighter, he was talking about Connor, and Connor has Connor's re- the people that Connor has beaten are far more impressive than the people that Khabib, Khabib has beaten. That's right, um, and Connor. Has fought a wrestler before in Chad Mendes, not as good as Khabib, but Mendes was taking him down and Connor was still getting back up eventually, and then eventually knocked him out. So what he's saying is, and Khabib's last few fights, he hasn't been finishing people; they've just been decisions. So he's wrestling the fuck out of him and getting decisions. Mm. Uh, Uriah was saying that if if Khabib, uh, he's like every round starts standing up. So even if he gets him to the ground. And if he's not finishing him, he's just fucking him up. Like, he might be fucking him up, but he's sort of keeping him down. He's still got to take him down again at the start of the next round. And then he's still got to take him down again at the start of the next round. So he's constantly, if he's, as you were saying, if he's going to come in at Connor, there's, well, he has to come he's in. got to come in to take he's him down. In. He's got to come in to take him down. And they said Eddie Alvarez is a pretty good wrestler. And he tried to come in a couple of times and got absolutely destroyed. Yes. He tried to come in like, I think it was like, Eight times yes. throughout the fight and never succeeded. So Connor, in his recent fights, has beaten Max Holloway, who is now the UFC featherweight champion. He's beaten Jose Aldo, who was considered the greatest featherweight of all time. He uh, finished Dustin Poirier, who is now essentially, if it wasn't for Connor coming back, probably would be fighting for the title. He's beaten Eddie Alvarez, who was the champion, and knocked him out and t- like fucked him up for two rounds. Beaten Nate Diaz. He's beaten some motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Some absolute... Absolute motherfuckers. And for people... I mean, look, I don't know who the fuck listens... I just think the people are... The people who can be reticent to discount the great Conor McGregor. Yes. Who has done nothing but prove his dad is wrong. That's it. Nothing but prove his dad is wrong. He went 10 rounds with one of the greatest boxers in the history of the sport. I think we must preface... But, like, so... I mean, that's impressive in and of itself. In and of itself, yes. And otherwise, take out his loss to Nate Diaz, hasn't lost in the UFC, lost at welterweight, which is two, which was two weight classes above what he was used to fighting in at the time, comes back in a war in Nate Diaz too and wins in five, and then absolutely destroys Eddie Alvarez, who has never recovered. So to say that... It's going to be money for jam from Nurmagomedov, which is what people are saying. I mm. think that's that's ridiculous. Yes, and also we are look obviously blatant, unabashed Connor fans. So we're obviously going to well, be pro Connor. But there is a lot of Nurmagomedov fans that oh, dude, he's really Russian, bro. Russia froth him. But even Aussie, like, there's a lot of Aussies that like. him. Look, I like Habib. I don't mind him. He's but cool. I love Connor. I, I can't, can't wait for his first press. I can't wait for these press conferences, dude. Oh, that's oh, that's. Man. To be honest, as a as a it's as always a, better than the fight. As a Connor fan, you don't just get a fight. Like with all these other guys, it's like, oh, dude, I can't wait to see these guys fight. But all their press conferences are absolutely boring as fuck. Oh, they're awful, awful. Connor press conferences are, as you said, uh, not as good as the fight, but they are absolutely they go hand in hand with the Conor McGregor fight experience. Well, they it's create all the, the narrative, a hundred percent the narrative, and I can't wait to get back to UFC style presses. Yes. Where they just talk at each other. Yes. As opposed to this one-for-one one bullshit, bullshit that's in the boxing. It's yeah. fucking awful. It sucks. So we're very excited to, as I'm sure you all are, marinate in the coming weeks 
that is, we got two months basically. We got eight or nine weeks. I think we got. Um, and then it is all stations go. We find ourselves a nice house to go to, Eddie. That's right. Either yours or mine. That's right. We get as much alcohol as we think is going to be appropriate. Could sink a ship, Tom. Could sink a ship. Drink responsibly. And, and we, we buy the in, And we settle in for what promises to be one of the great yarns. Yes. Now, this is also funny. One of our very dear friends, Hamish, who is an MMA-obsessed, like he's well, like, well, like we all are, he's obsessed, uh, he is going to be on a plane when this fight is on. To go to his sister's wedding. And yeah. he was all... He's saying the other day, I was with him on Sunday, he was absolutely ropeable. He yeah. is absolutely... He's ropeable. He's absolutely ropeable. I wonder if he can delay his almost, flight. He's almost thinking of... Changing his flight, Just backing out of his sister's wedding. Maybe. Why not? I mean, I've, I missed I missed Connor Nate too. Yeah, I know. And that was one of the great regrets of my life. And that wasn't even a good reason. Yeah. No, that was awful. That uh, was an awful. If you go back reason. to some of the early podcasts, you'd be able to listen to. Well, I don't know if we've put well, up all we those early ones. Up, so stiff shit for you. No, but I went to lunch. Awful, awful. <laughs> My girlfriend maybe had a French restaurant for lunch. Awful. Decision. But I've already I've already put this in with her. I said, look, if you if I just. If you sort of catch me when I'm not paying attention and lock me in for some fucking thing on October 7, I'm just telling you now I will cancel. So, look, before we go, punters, dribblers, mm. before we duck off, yep. um, just wanted to talk Ricardo. He's obviously left Red Bull Racing. Yes, is that, is that effective immediately or it's at the end no, of the next season? season? So, I think he's on the big bickies. He wanted $60 million over two years. Well, he's on that fuck. It. He, 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 when you talk about big dick energy, which has been in vogue of late, that's something that's. Have you heard of big dick energy? Haven't you? I'm assuming it's it's uh it's become a very prominent sort of uh, what's the term? Uh, well, it's become a prominent term over the past couple months, especially while we were away on our uh, never heard Greek it. holiday, right? So it's basically just about someone who. There's something about them that exudes just like some big dick energy. They don't even have to be good looking. They don't even have to have a dick, Eddie. It's just about big dick energy. Yeah, it makes sense. And I get that. And Ricardo, right, has something about him. Yeah. He's funny. He's charming. Charismatic. Can drive fun. a fucking car, Eddie. Oh, he can drive a car. One of the great drivers. One of the great drivers of cars. Big smile. Great bloke. Australian. Yeah. A winner. Doing so, it on the world stage, look, I just it's that's that big dick energy. Big right? payday for the big fella. Big payday. Shane Warne, unquestionable oh, big dick energy. Big dick energy. You know He's what I mean? He's king of big dick energy. Literally king of it. Shane is king of big dick energy. Don't think anyone would debate that. No, 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 no. Now it is a little funny. I thought he'd be going to a mover and shaker. I wanted him to go to Ferrari. I wanted him to go to Ferrari. I wanted him to go and, and make his Make his bet over there. Yeah, maybe get a maybe get a title for the punter and the dribbler back home for you and I. Do you think? Do you think he hates? He's Vettel? gone to Renault. Is it? Is it that thing? Of, Vettel's a bit of a prick to work with, isn't he? Mark Webber fucking hated him. Well, Vettel, they're all fucking, they're all big egos, mate. Yes. But you know what? You get your own team. You get your own like car inside of the team. Well, of course. So, you know. But it would have been nice to see him go to Ferrari. That's I, what no, I, I wanted. Feel like, well, that's what I mean. I feel like, you know, even if you don't get on with Vettel that well, like... Fuck it. You, it's sort of separate, sort of. What is Renault like as a car? So they're like seventh. Oh. So, like, it's probably the fourth best car. Is it... When was the last time they won the fucking thing? Don't know. Jensen don't know Button? But so, like, you was know... Was Jensen I, Button Renault? No. Was he Mercedes? 
No, he might have been. He was, or was he McLaren? He was McLaren. But Look I don't know who he won. Rotten out fucking Formula One. Anyway, shit. they've got like the fourth best car. And that's what I'm I'm basing that off driver standings. They're right. seventh and ninth. I think. Okay. So it seems like a funny decision. People might say, well, look, Lewis Hamilton went to Mercedes before they were Mercedes. Right. He sort of... You know what he I mean? He blew, blew up But then him. other people okay. are saying Renault won't have a car that they can win with for another couple of years. He's only signed a two-year deal. So I don't know. It seems funny. It seems strange. Maybe, maybe they just, know some we don't. Maybe they do. Maybe he just fucking hates Red Bull and he just wanted to get out and he's gone, let me just go make 60 mil here for the th- Renault. The thing about it is he's been at Red Bull and all Red Bull's engines have been blowing up, but Red Bull's engines are Renault. So... Right. Well, that that makes it more perplexing. Then. It's all it's perplexing. I think people have largely been perplexed. Yeah. But Daniel seems happy. Now you you uh you met Daniel. Well, that's what I mean. Daniel seems happy. Yeah, right. So obviously met Daniel. So so what? So what, explain to me. Uh, now, did you guys plan to catch up in Mykonos? Is that is that the case? Plan to catch up in Mykonos. Um, hadn't seen each other for a while. Yeah. So obviously he called me when he was in town. His PJ touched down and and uh, <laughs> he got me on the blower, and we went to Namos for a giggle. Oh really? And so, and so what was he? Had a great day. So what was he doing there? Mate, he was just letting off a bit of steam. Yeah. Uh, was he with pals as well? Did he bring an entourage? Or did he, bring a couple of, he was with a couple of friends. Any, one or two friends. Any women? Is he is he using he that? Was, he was up on the tables being, being pretty active. He was yeah. up on the tables? Yeah, he was on the tables. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. With a Fuck. beaming from, from ear to ear. Well, mate, the man doesn't stop smiling. Would was you he, if you had that much cash? Was he Probably getting not. into work? I mean, he was getting into a bit of work. Did he? Was there some women there that recognised he was Daniel Ricciardo and were going to put it on him? Well, of course. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. So, Good for him. I mean, how old is Daniel? He? Daniel's twenty nine. Fuck, that's some living, isn't he? He's not that old, bro. He looks young as fuck. I think he's older than us. Yeah, but I mean, he looks younger than us. You got more grey hair than you know what to do with. Well, and I'm, I'm stressed as shit. And I'm wildly out of shape. He's just flopping about. You know what I mean? Enjoying his life. Going three hundred k's. He's twenty nine, Tom. So he's my age. He's your age. So you and him are... He's July 1st, so you're pretty fucking similar. I'm actually older than the man. Jesus. What's he worth? What's Daniel Ricciardo worth? Well, he was on $6 million. That's not that much. Now, he's, now I think he's on 30 He's on 30 mil. That's what he wanted. And I'm a season? I'm assuming he got it, yeah. Can you just check Daniel Ricciardo net worth? I just would be interested to see... To see what? To see what it is. That's the problem with getting old, Eddie. Is 20 million. Fuck me. The problem with getting old, such as I, and obviously I'm not that Fernando old. Fernando Alonso is worth 220 million. Yeah, but he's been around, he's been in the game for a while, Fernando. That's right. But I mean, when you're younger, when you're in your, like, your early 20s, 19, or your late teens, early 20s, if someone your age is killing it, you're just going, well, fuck, like, that's pretty ridiculous. Mm. Like, that's a ridiculous amount of, like, of money, but he's young, so you're not that shocked by it. But to be, once you start getting to the 29, you think it's like, I'm the one that's actually, not that I should be worth 30 million, but it's like, it's not surprising. It's not surprising to know a 29 year old who's worth 30 million. No. So I just, you know, it just makes you more depressed about it. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? It hurts more. Yeah. You just get more and more deflated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It flattens you. It flattens you. So, yeah. so on that note, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure to be here with you, Tom. Angus Crichton, if you uh, if you've heard this, reach out, please. We need to get you on. Please reach out. Please Angus. reach out, Angus. 
And that's us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.